Okay. And he found in that country. So he saw that there was uh, that there was a lot of laughter, a lot of tzchok. And he realized very quickly that this entire country was filled with lies from beginning until end. He saw that they made a mockery of how they would go ahead and fool and, and cheat people, especially in business. And he saw how they conducted their low courts. He saw everything was lies and that the judges took bribes. And he, sand. he went to the Senate of this place, the high court. And he realized there too, it was all lies. Right? They would make a show, Mikolat Varmalalu. It was all kangaroo courts. You might even hear an echo of Kafka mm. over here, who some people say was influenced greatly by Rabbi Nachman's stories. Mm. And he realized this country is filled with lies and cheats, and there's no truth to be found. And he went and he did business in this country. And he allowed himself to be cheated and to be taken advantage of in business. So he went first to the lower courts. And he saw was filled with bribery and lies. And he gave bribes on one day. They didn't even recognize him on the next day, the judges he had bribed the previous day. And there was an appeal and he went to a higher court and there too all lies he came to the senate to the high court of the land and in this way the wise man had engineered that he would meet or be sent at least to the king and he reaches the king and when he comes to the king he said upon whom are you the king this whole country, this deeply fortified country nobody could get to, I've been here and I've seen it's nothing but lies. It's nothing, there's no truth here. He started to tell all the lies of this country. And when the king heard his words, so he put his ears even closer to the curtain which he was hiding behind to listen to what the wise man was saying to him. It was strange to the king that there could be such an individual that could recognize all the lies of this country. And the king's guard who were there and seeing this happen, hearing this man speak to the king, got so angry. And yet the man persevered and went ahead and continued to say over the lies of this country to enumerate them. The wise man said, Is it fitting, I read this in a question, is it fitting to say that this king too is a liar and a cheat for this is his country? Maybe he too loves the lies. But I could see, says the wise man, that you are actually a man of truth. And because of this, you're so distant from them. 
Because you, the king of this country, can't tolerate the lies of the country. And that's why you're hiding behind the curtain. And the wise men proceeded to go and to say over the praises of this king excessively. And the king, because he was so humble, and in the place of all of this heroism and power and greatness. So there's also, that's where you find the king's modesty. That's the way of the humble person. The more that you praise them, the smaller they become. And as the man increased to praise the king, the king became smaller and smaller until the king was almost nothing, in a sense stripped of everything, reduced to the most essential points, where he was almost infinitesimal, almost not there, almost intangible. And the king couldn't hold back. Drew back the curtain to see who is this wise man. Who knows all this? And the king revealed either his face or it's left ambiguous, revealed the face of the wise man. And the chacham saw the king and brought his portrait back to his own king. I'm a little bit over time. But obviously we have before us a great puzzle. Who's the first king that sends the wise man? Who's the wise man? What's the nature of this strange mission? What's with all the portraits? What's with the joker? What's that part of the story that I read that almost seems ridiculous? The country that contains all countries, that has the city that contains all cities, that has the house that contains all houses, that has the person within it that contains all people. What is that? What is the second king? So maybe I'll leave you with the following insight and I would love if people maybe give a little homework if you could come back because I'm already over time and I apologize for that. But I'll leave you with one insight perhaps. We know, and certainly there's overt references here because the Gemara tells us, any place that you see God's greatness, you'll also find God's humility as well. The true humility of God. So... The king certainly seems to be, the king at the end behind the curtain certainly seems to be HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Certainly seems to be God Almighty. And of course, there's a common motif, a common trope, that God hides himself from us. What we call Hester Panim. That God seems elusive. If God could be found at all in Kol Ayikum, what Rav Kook calls the Kriyali, Histakut El Yonah, it's hard to, Rav Kook has to call us to, because it's so hard to see God in a world where there's Hester Panim where there is a hiddenness of God's face. We ask God, Moshe Rabbeinu says, please, show me, show me your face, show me it. God says, I can't. You'll see the, the nape of God's neck. Gemara says, here lo kishu shal he shows Moshe the kasher of tefillin. But it's clear, I think, that we can associate the king being with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So then it begs the question, so who's the king that sends the wise man? And the wise man, I think, that we can associate with ourselves. What I want to say and this is uh, following with, with uh, Arthur Green's interpretation, I'm going to try and articulate it, is that it's talking about this ma'agal that we talked about in the beginning. We're brought into this world. We cross over the very narrow bridge, that path, and that's fraught. There's cannons. We could drown. We could fall. 
We're not afraid and we continue going in. The wise man was not afraid. Continued to go into the city deeper and deeper and deeper until he found that essential point and recognized what we might see all around us. Lies, mockery, nothing is taken seriously. Certainly not Torah. Certainly not what we're supposed to be doing here. It could be that very much the king that sent the wise person in the first place is also a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Kaddish Baruch Hu sends us down into this world. We talked about the 70 facets of Torah. Each person represents with their life one of those facets of Torah. Kaddish Baruch Hu sends us down with the Tzalem Elohim. We contain a soul that the Bali Chassidus tell us is a chilek Elokah Mimal. Literally a piece of a Kaddish Baruch Hu from above. We bring that soul back into this world and we on all of our journeys, on all of our travels, with all the shkarim, with all the lies that we encounter, with all the shochad and corruption and bribery and mockery that we find. We try sometimes to laugh our way out of it, but it doesn't work. When we go there, what we do at the end, when we finally reach that king, we bring back a portrait to HaKadosh Baruch Hu of the king. We say, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, this is how I refracted you in this world. You sent me down here. Achermei of Esrim. With my failings, with my sins, with the good deeds, the mitzvahs that I did. Hopefully I was able to go ahead and touch people. Hopefully I was, go, I was able to go ahead and make some small tikkun, some small change. So I'm actually showing the Kaddish Baruch Hu a picture of Kivyachal of himself. As if. Hashem, you gave me this portion of your soul. I brought it down into this world. And I'm returning it to you, Kaddish Baruch Hu. And it's changed. And everybody is a different portrait. All of us. Kings and queens. B'nai Malachim Haim. As we're referred to. Right? We are all kings and queens. We return our soul, right, with our majesty, with everything we've experienced. Say, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, here's what, you're, here's what that chilek of you that was put into me, here's what that looks like at the end of my life. Here's the portrait that I've made. Here's the story. Here's the story of my life. And each of us bring back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu after May of Esu. We bring back the Magal is complete, that circle is complete. Say, here's the portrait of the king. Here's the portrait of HaKadosh Baruch Hu that we want to return back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We're sent here. And we return after taking the picture of Hashem as it refracts in the world. Now that idea, that idea is certainly one to take, to take along with us, I hope. That idea is certainly one that, uh, that I'll be thinking about for a long time. And I think that that idea can only really be expressed through this kind of a story. We're going to continue, Mir Hashem, next week. Keep your eyes peeled for everything.